Hi, this is Janet Lansbury. Welcome to Unruffled. I'm very excited today because my sister-in-law, psychotherapist Tasha Lansbury, is here, and we're going to discuss how we can handle the most challenging moments we have as parents. What can we do before, during, and after to help ourselves not lose our temper with our children? Okay, so Tasha's here. She has a practice in Burlington, Vermont, and her specialty is mindfulness. So here she is. Hi, Tasha. Hi, Janet. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, it's great to have you here. And it's wonderful to have you here right next to me on the mic so we can do this together. Like Great. So I often get questions from parents asking, okay, so you know, you're telling me all these ways that I should try to respond with my children, but oftentimes I can't. I'm stressed out. I'm just at the end of my tether. I get triggered and I feel like I'm going to lose my temper. What can I actually do in that moment? How should I handle that? So there's a whole bunch of tools that we can use and that I use all the time, not only with parenting, but in all sorts of areas of my life. And they're tools of mindfulness. And mindfulness is really kind of a, maybe an overused word right now. You know, mindfulness this, mindfulness that. And really what mindfulness is about is just ways of helping yourself, ways of helping you get through a difficult situations. So I'm going to share with you a bunch of tools that I use to help you in challenging moments. And the first one before you even have the challenging parenting moment. There's all sorts of things that you can do to help yourself. And really, this is about self-care. Self-care is crucial, crucial, crucial to anything, really. But parenting, certainly, because you have to be, you have to take care of yourself in order to take care of your kids. It's like on the airplane. You know, you got to put your oxygen mask on first before you can put it on your children. So self-care is key to helping ourselves to to managing our own stress, right? Yes. And then if we, you know, are managing our own stress, we're less likely, you know, to blow up or to have a challenging parenting moment. So one of the first tools I want to talk about is the tool of pause. And we all know this, like uh, all this stuff, it's not new, like we all get it, but it's the idea of just being reminded to practice or to insert or to use the tools. So one is pause. So throughout your day, as you're going and you're juggling and you're doing 9 million things and just to stop, everyone just stop for a moment. Yeah. I wasn't breathing there for a minute. So when I stopped, it reminded me, oh yeah, take a breath. Oh yeah, you know, relax your shoulders or, you know, in that moment, it just gives you opportunity to take care of yourself, to just pause and, and to take care of yourself. And maybe that might be just swallowing. Maybe it might be taking a breath. Maybe it might be taking a sip of water, you know, kind of regrouping before you head off into the next thing that you're doing. Super, super easy tool of mindfulness just to pause. And that helps. It helps if you pause throughout the day because whatever's spinning you up, it gives you a moment to stop. It's like the hamster on the wheel, you know, on that little running wheel. They go, 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 and they speed up, speed up, speed up. But then the hamster gets off the wheel and the wheel comes to a stop. And then the little guy gets back on the wheel and starts slowly off again before, you know, he's back up to speed. So that idea is like we have to get off the hamster wheel. And we can do that by just pausing and allowing, you know, the, the momentum of our life just to slow down just for a moment. And then we go back in and do whatever it is that we need to do. So that's one of the tools. So these are things to do preemptively before you blow your top or before you are engaging in kind of a parenting that you don't want to be engaging in. So the second self-care. 
tool. Before you tell us about that, I just want to ask, so yeah. how do you remember to pause? I mean, <laughs> yes. I <think> that's... <laughs> that's a great question. So I am actually looking at a tool card right now. Oh. <laughs> and it has a great big pause button and the word pause. So I have this whole deck of tool cards, uh, mindfulness tools, and you actually have to remind yourself. So to, to look at something visually that says pause, you can put, write it on a sticky note and put it on your computer or put it at the, at the kitchen sink or put it on your car, in your wallet. I mean, put it somewhere at the baby changing station, like put it somewhere where you're going to see it just to remind yourself, just to pause. And maybe keep moving it around so you don't get used to it. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right. I mean, we know, you know, that's good to do. We all know that's good right. to do, but it's, it's hard the, to remember. It's to remember. Yeah. So write it down. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. Yeah. All right. And then the second tool to use preemptively is the check-in. And again, and this is really about self-care. Self-care isn't some, you know, big fancy thing that you have to do and go spend money to get a manicure, pedicure, or vacation in the Caribbean. You know, so self-care doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be costly. It doesn't have to be timely. What self-care actually is, is just checking in with yourself and asking how you're doing. And again, we get on automatic pilot and we go, 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 go. And we forget to, to even ask. We, we forget to even check in. Well, how am I doing today? Often, you know, something happens and you don't have time to deal with it. Then something else happens. You don't have time to deal with it. Something else happens. And before you know it, you've got a migraine or you're in a lousy mood or, you know, you just don't feel good because we haven't had time throughout the day to take care of ourselves. So the first thing you can check in is with your body. What's going on in this body? How do you feel? Are there areas that are tense? Are there areas that are loose? Do some things feel good? What are you even aware of? Where does your attention go in the body? Does it go to your belly? Does it go to your head? And you don't have to change anything. So it's not about doing anything. It's just noticing. Just noticing how your body is feeling right now. And then maybe even just notice your breath. So find your breath in your body. Where is that? Is it in your chest? Is it in your belly? Is it in your throat? Is it in your nostrils? Is it somewhere else? And without needing to change the breath, what's the quality of the breath? Is it a heavy breath? Is it a light breath? Are you holding your breath? Is it an uneven breath? And the next thing you can check in with is your feelings. How are you feeling right now? Maybe you don't even know. That's okay. But you can ask yourself, how am I feeling? And see what comes. Feelings tend to be a little layered. So you might have an initial feeling, but then there could be feelings underneath that. And then you can check in with your mind. What are you thinking about? What's on your mind? Maybe even what channel is your mind on? Are you in spacey mind? Are you in planning mind? Are you in analytic mind? So just get an idea of what your mind's doing right now. And then as you've checked into all of those things, your body, your breath, your feelings, your thoughts, then you can ask, how am I doing? And you have a much better answer. You have a lot more information that tells you how you're doing. And then you can do something about it. You know, maybe you're a little upset. Okay, so that's good to know. Then you can take care of it. Or maybe you're thirsty. Oh, that's good to know. Get a glass of water. That's how it becomes self-care knowing what's going on for you, and then being able to do something about it. You can't do something about anything if you don't know what's going on. Awareness. So then what happens if you forgot all that stuff and you are, I don't know, give me an example. As often happens. Yeah, yeah. Give me an example. <laughs> you know, you're in the moment, you didn't do your, you know, or maybe you did, but it wasn't enough. Maybe you're in a high stress moment or whatever, and you just, you're, you feel like your child's against you. 
you know, you've given, given, given to your child and they're still not behaving in a kind way to you and you've, you're taking it personally. You just ask them to do the simplest thing, like, please don't throw that on the floor or whatever. And your child does it. Mm. Now, what do you do? Okay. So this is a <laughs> great way. To not explode. And so here's where it can be so helpful to use the body as a tool. Our bodies are amazing tools that we can use to help us out in really challenging situations. So in that situation, when you're just about to blow your top, go right into your body and go to your feet. Go right down to your feet and let's do it together right now. So feel your feet on the ground and feel the gravity of your feet connecting to the ground. And maybe you even feel the lower parts of your leg also connect to your feet that connect to the gravity in the ground. And maybe you've noticed if you've just done it, that it takes the intensity from the head, which is where we're about to explode from, and it redirects the energy down into the ground so that you don't blow your top. It just shifts where your energy is located. Okay, so how do you remember to do that? I mean, how in that moment are you going to remember? Is it about about practice? It's about about practice. It's about knowing that you have these tools and thinking a little bit about, okay, what's going to help me in this moment? You know, of knowing that this is a challenging moment and you can feel that, you know, intensity rising up from your body and it's just about to go, you know, out your ears like, even just as I said that, I can, I can feel my feet. And, of course, I've done this exercise yeah. over and over and over. But so the more you do it, the more it becomes available to you. It's like speaking Spanish. The more you practice it, the easier it is. When I try to talk about this, I don't have these wonderful tools that you have, but I talk a lot about perspective because for me, practicing that perspective of what you're seeing there when your child is doing these things, you know, um, am I seeing somebody who's against me or am I seeing somebody who's lost in themselves and their impulses and kind of in an I can't do it help moment. And I recommend that parents practice this in their minds, actually visualizing Mm -hmm. it like when you're visualizing a sport or, you know, that you want to get better at and you're practicing it in your mind and and would that be helpful with... Absolutely. So that can be a preemptive thing also to to rehearse in your mind and actually see yourself having these harmonious interactions with your children and and to feel that sense of love and to feel that sense of connection. So that's fantastic. But what I'm saying is like to practice visualizing those challenging moments. Ah, uh, yes, yes. And to practice yeah. how I'm going to go to my feet, yes. <laughs> you know. Yes. Um, and and feel that. And, you know, so, so that gets uh, wired into the brain. Yes, because when we get to that point of overwhelm or frustration with our kids, our frontal lobes aren't connected anymore because we're in that fight and flight response. So being in the body is one of the most helpful things we can do to actually bring the frontal lobes back online. This is the express track to mindfulness. And what mindfulness really means, and as I'm using it in this context, is just being in this moment. And if you realize that you are in this moment, your frontal lobes are engaged. And then you can use your brain to help you think through all the wonderful you know, advice that you've been given and all the stuff that parents know, like your people know so much about what they need to do. But if your frontal lobes are offline, you don't have any access to it. So being in your body and you don't even have to be in your feet. You can be in your belly. You could, you could feel your eyes. Like if you feel any part of your body, that's going to help your frontal lobes to come online. Body is a very, very powerful tool. Great. So then what? So then what happens 
if you've lost it. That's you just couldn't hold it back and you ended up having a moment that you were not proud of as a parent. What, what do you do after that? So what you don't want to do is beat yourself up because we've all been there. It happens. It just does. We're human. So in this tool, I'm actually going to read it to you. And I'm looking at a card and the picture on my card is of a bow and an arrow. And then one arrow that's already been shot from the bow. And the name of this tool is Do No More Harm. So now I'm going to read it. Do No More Harm. The first arrow is a difficult life event or an issue you have with someone or something. Or, uh, you know, losing your cool with your children. That's the first arrow. A difficult life event. The second arrow is your judgment, criticism, or negative thoughts about the first arrow. And this second arrow is shot by you into the wound caused by the first arrow. So that would look like, you know, you being overwhelmed or losing your, you know, blowing your top with your kid and then saying things like, I'm a bad parent, you know, why do I always do this? I should know better, you know, really beating yourself up. And that's the second arrow. So this first arrow, just life events, you know, parenting, it's it's painful enough. So you don't have to shoot the second arrow. And the take-home message for this is have compassion for your pain. Have compassion for yourself and all the challenges that parenting brings. Yes. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I hear from parents that they feel like they're bad parents and they yeah. know what to do and they can't do it and what's wrong. And I got actually goosebumps when you talked about yeah. just having compassion for yourself and not making it worse, yeah. not setting yourself up to feel worse and therefore have less patience with your child. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a loving thing for your children for you to love yourself and give yourself a break. Absolutely. I mean, it's really the most loving thing you can do. Yes, that is exactly right. Right. Taking care of ourselves, loving ourselves is the best thing that we can do for our children. So this is wonderful. I have to say that Tasha has these cards here that are just beautiful and you have these available somewhere? So these are available on my website as of now. And my website is TashaLansbury.com. And there are a pack of 12 mindfulness tools with a hand-drawn visual picture on the front. And they're whimsical and fun. And then on the back is a, a very short description of what the tool is and then a bold take-home. So they're very easy to understand. They're very easy to use. They're beautiful, um, and I have them, and I love them. And they're, yeah, the simplification of it, I think, is so important. They're actually very easy to memorize. These are wonderful. They're like flashcards for parents, but but good ones. I don't recommend flashcards (laughs) for little children, but, but for parents, they're great. So thank you so much, Tasha. Thank you, Janet. For sharing this important perspective with with parents. And I'm I'm sure you'll be helping a lot of people just in this little mini chat that we had. And let's do it again. Okay. I'd love to. Also, please check out some of my other podcasts at JanetLansbury.com. And remember, both of my books are available on audio at audible.com, No Bad Kids, Toddler Discipline Without Shame, and Elevating Child Care, A Guide to Respectful Parenting. Also, my exclusive audio series, Sessions, these are individual recordings of private consultations with parents discussing their urgent issues, is available at sessionsaudio.com. That's sessions, plural, audio.com. Thanks so much for listening. We can do this.